0: Have you ever felt? Are you listening?
1: Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus Murray from Black, Married, and Dead Free. And yes, you have heard correctly. Shira Murray and I have decided to step out into the podcast world to share with you some really, really dope content. For those of you who do not follow us on our YouTube channel, shameless plug, Shira and I are a 30-something millennial couple That paid off over $110,000 in debt in 2017. And we are passionate about sharing exactly how we did that with others. We had the opportunity to sit down with our friends at blackmarriedsocialclub.com. They wanted to ask us a few questions about finance and other things. And you know, Shira and I like to put a little swag on this topic. So, yes, you are in the right place. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the Black Married and Debt Free podcast.
0: Budgeting tips you'll give um, spouses who may view money differently or have a different relationship with money. Like one may be a spender, one may be a saver. So how do you combine those two behaviors without the friction and? and right.
1: Yeah, it's always tough. Uh, I, I think we kind of broke it down to like five steps. The first step being to be realistic. I think uh, if you you know to tell your spouse, hey, I think we should save eighty percent of our income. Off top That might not be Super right. realistic <laughs> So you want to come up With something that uh, What's something That we could really do You know Because you don't want To set the bar so high And then you get discouraged Because you know You weren't able to do it Or your spouse was able to do it. uh Second one Is to be goal oriented So uh, you know Shire likes to speak About smart goals um, Don't just make it So lofty And, 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 and you're, you're not It's not specific It's not uh, measurable It's not uh, uh
2: Attainable, it's attainable. not time bound. Yeah, yeah. So you certainly want to be goal oriented. You want to think about your short term goals, maybe things you want to do for this month, but you also want to think about your long term goals as well, and make sure that you're incorporating those goals into your budget or your financial spending plan. So that's certainly um helpful. And then also we have we talked about budgeting for like individual inter- entertainment monies. Yeah. So I get a little bit, he get a little bit. I don't have to go, you know. You, so there's you some, have some, independence, in, some independence, yeah, in there as well. So that's that's certainly. Um, right. Are we getting our allowances?
1: <laughs> yeah, we need that. We need that. Yeah. So then, we and then, fifth thing is to just be patient with one one another. Absolutely. Somebody might bust their budget, but you don't want to come down on that person. You just want to be patient with them and say, okay, well, let's let's try to do better next month. You know, I think that's very important.
2: Absolutely. Right. And if you're and if you're building flexibility into your your budget, so you're budgeting for those things that um that may you know, happen to come up, then it's less likely that, you know, you'll have a complete total flop month. So be patient with each other, you're learning each other. It's a process. Um, Some folks watch every single dollar, but we've gotten to the point to where we don't have to do that anymore. It's just like being on a strict diet versus following a healthy healthy lifestyle. You know, so you'll eventually get to a point where you don't have to just nitpick every little thing. You don't wanna do that because then the money's in control and you're really not. Oh,
0: good. That's really good. That's really good. Thank you (laughs) for that. One of your videos you you have is 30 ways to build your savings. Um, Savings is really important, but we know sometimes in the black community, we live paycheck to paycheck, or we have little to no savings. Um, can you speak to some of those ways to building your savings?
1: Yeah, I think the number one thing to do is to start. Yeah, that's like the hardest thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the hardest thing to do. You are like, oh, you know, I'm gonna get to it, or I need to increase my income first, and then I'm gonna. But just start somewhere. You know, I think that's very important. Just save something. Start yesterday. You know? right. So I think yeah. that's, that's number one.
2: Yeah. And then also think about your why, like, why is this important for you that, that you save, you know, keep that at the forefront. And then when you start to save, be consistent, you know, that is all about consistency. Like it's, it's so important. And I know they, Stories like you know, tortoise and the hair, just like little things that we heard when we were younger and didn't make that much sense. And now you're older and it's just like, oh, okay, I see wow. now. So that's that's consistency is certainly important no matter what you're trying to do in life. If you want to be successful, you have to be consistent. Consistency, that's so very, very good. consistency is key. Uh, would you okay. suggest? I know I was
0: always taught to put your savings in an account that will grow. One. But also that you don't have easy access, so don't get the card that goes with this. So that you just go and pull the money whenever. Try to put in an account where you is not easy access.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I
1: think that's wise. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, like for our our emergency savings, we have it like in a money market. So the interest is a little bit higher than it would be in a regular checking account, um, and it's easily accessible if you need it. So.
1: And it requires you to keep more in which is good too. A lot of times, just checking accounts, you can just spend that to zero balance, you know, but with, with a CD or, or some money market mm-hmm. or something like that, you have to keep a certain amount in there. I think that can help some people like
2: Yeah, it motivates you to keep at least that minimum balance. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: Um, we can move on to the next question. Uh, what are some good ways for couples to leave an inheritance to their children? I know everybody wants to leave their children better than what they started or better off than what they were as children or even as adults. Uh, So what are some ways that they can leave their children an
2: inheritance?
1: Yeah. This one gets me excited because this is like the mode we're in right now. We're like in legacy mode. Yeah. You know, and we want to build a legacy, something we can leave for our kids. One thing I'm excited about, uh, last year, Shara and I purchased two uh, rental properties uh, that we're renting out in another state. That is something that, you know, a person can do to leave for their kids because you can collect rent on that, you know, into perpetuity and kids can continue that if they'd like to. So that's something that we're excited that we were able to set up, uh, that our kids can, you know, have long after we're gone.
2: Right, right. Um, another thing another thing to think about is life insurance. Yes. And this is something that a lot of people overlook. Yes. It, Absolutely. If you have a life insurance policy, that is another way that you can transfer wealth. Um, to you know your offspring and others you know in your family, so that is a great way to do it. And it's you know not not that expensive, especially if you get it you get it you know when you're younger right. and you're still in good health, you'll be able to get you know a good rate. Um, another thing that we are you know planning to do is you know we're investing you know in in the market, right. and when it comes time to retire, we're hoping to live off the interest. That our principal balance brings. And so if you're able to just live off of the interest, a lot of people they'll call it, you know, the four percent rule where you live off four percent, you know, of the interest. And number wise, that looks like say you have a million dollars, you know, in the market if you're if you um are able to live off four percent interest then that's like 40,000 for the year, you know? So if you're able to live off the interest, you'll never touch that principal balance. And that principal balance can be left to your heirs. Um, there is a book, um, Unshakable by Tony Robbins. And it there's a chapter that goes um, into great detail on how you can actually leave the money to your heirs and avoid a lot of the taxes there's a process in a way that you can do that. So a million dollars isn't being taxed. So certainly money in the market, real estate, life insurance are all great ways to, um, pass an inheritance. Leave an inheritance. Okay. Yeah.
1: I hope but everybody is on live. is a job. Taking note now. of that. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can actually, we
0: have a book club, so that will be one yeah. book that we can. Oh, good. Oh, that's great. That. That's really good. Um, <laughs> In one of your episodes, you went to go see a financial behaviorist, and I did not even know that existed. So um, she spoke about some of the psychological aspects of that place and how we handle money in the Black community. Can you speak on some of the nuggets that you took away from that seminar that you went to? I found it very interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we got the chance to go to a lecture uh, with Dr. Anita Johnson. And like you said, she's a financial behaviorist. And one of the things she spoke about was, you know, how money has affected us, you know, throughout the years, affected African-Americans throughout the years and how that affects the way we deal with money today. And some of the things that we were able to take away from that is, you know, when you look at some of the financial hardships we've been through, uh, the, the closing of Freeman Bank, which was the first uh, black-owned bank uh, in in, 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 America. in America. Yeah, at the time, uh, shortly after slavery. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had so many things that uh, also, Trauma. yeah, traumas that help us to not really want to trust the banking system or trust. You know, how many people do you, you do you know say you know? know, I, I don't want to put my money in that bank. Right. I just don't believe it.
2: Keep it under the mattress. Keep it under the mattress. <laughs> Stick it in here. You know? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so there's so many traumas that we don't even know exist. It's just kind of been passed down. Right. You know, grandma did it this way. And we don't know why she did it, but now we do it that way. So right. She spoke to that, and we were able to to kind of look at that and like she was she said so many times that you have to look at that root. Mm-hmm. You know, dig up the root and see. Okay, why do I? look at money this way. And so that was one of the things we were able to to draw from that lecture.
2: Right. Absolutely. There's a historical context, you know, and even thinking about slavery. We went from slavery to sharecropping, which is basically a debt based way of of doing things. You know, you're you're constantly in, in debt. Um and so then in addition to the historical uh context is also the the personal context. You know, how did you grow up? You know, what what did you see um, growing up? were you raised in a single parent home did you have both parents and how did they interact with money so it's really this combination of things that have really um in, impacted us mm-hmm. as as black people in america and one of the things that she said that was really um i thought was very interesting was during the sub subprime loan saga um a lot of black women single black women who actually qualified for for non-adjustable rate loans qualified for good loans actually um, were, were dealt these faulty loans and many uh, single black women lost their houses even though they had good credit and they qualified for, purpose, for perfectly fine loans, you know, so it's the, our relationship with money and just the financial literacy is also a big piece too yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: so we, we definitely have to work to change the narrative that African Americans, we just don't have a good relationship with money and financial literacy is very important in our community um and taking the initiative to learn you know even from you guys picking up a book youtube you guys on youtube there's a wealth of information that, uh, out there to change our habits yeah. so so our last question as you know tax season is upon us and a lot of people wait for that refund to go shopping to buy things they've always wanted take trips, take trips. Right. Of, of that uh, we have but now we've changed our mindset and we're taking our tax money to do better things um, to question. propel <laughs> us but yeah. you know you have people that don't use that tax refund wisely so what are some ways that you may have in mind that we can use the tax refund in a financially smart way
1: right <laughs> I think the first thing I just kind of like what went off we have to understand that a tax refund is really our money like it's not
0: right
1: it's
0: your money
1: right so i think that's the first thing uh second uh i think a good thing to do uh because sometimes a tax refund is it's a decent amount of money but it's it, it, sometimes it's just that perfect amount was like well i could just spend this you know i can't mm-hmm. really create huge wealth with the tax refund but i think it's sometimes it's enough money to invest in yourself and when I say that, I don't mean buy some J's yeah. <laughs> or, or something like that. I mean, maybe uh, invest in a course or something uh, that may increase, you know, your your earning potential or get certification in a, in a certain field. Yeah. Something that you can use and then now flip that into, you know, more more income somehow. Single yeah. stocks, I think, you know, you can get into that. Uh, I, I use a Robinhood app. You know, that's another user-friendly app. Yeah. That kind of a novice can use, and you can start with very little. So mm-hmm. that's that's good.
2: Yeah, it, or you can open up a, a Roth IRA. I know we have a video about okay. that on our on our YouTube channel, and so that's a great way to place your money somewhere where it will grow, and there won't be any taxes on your on your interest. Yeah. And so, as Marcus was saying, it's like that is your money and so really think about why you're actually receiving um a tax refund would it be worthwhile for you to keep more of your check and invest it and receive the return because when when you're basically loaning your money to the government on an interest-free loan they're not paying you interest that they received on your money yeah. so that's something to consider
1: yeah, yeah that's, to that's go a go good way right uh, <laughs> yes i want all of
2: my money all <laughs> of it all oh, of it <laughs>
1: hey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that's good stuff. You guys have a wealth of information. Yeah, um, yeah. Let everyone know where they can find you on YouTube, on Instagram, on podcast. Your podcast is amazing. Website. You guys just got started with that. And that, I listened to what you have there, and it's already amazing. So keep going with that. Just tell them where they can find you.
1: Okay. Well, we just want to thank you guys again for this yeah. opportunity thank uh, you. to sit down with you guys. Um, but you, you, uh, if you're looking for more from Shire and Dottie, you can find us On Instagram, here on Instagram uh, We're at Black Married Debt Free And then on YouTube We're uh, Black Married and Debt Free uh, And on our podcast It's the Black Married And Debt Free Podcast And that's available anywhere podcasts are available uh, So yeah, just, just Google Black Married Debt Free And you'll see a bunch of stuff of ours come up So yeah, we're trying to just spread the word On as many Absolutely. platforms as we can. Absolutely, man. Y'all truly a blessing to yes. the culture. Y'all a Black history. Y'all have <laughs> Black history, but it really is. You know, um we don't know. We're all in the exennial millennial forms, like today. Right. What we're carving and what we try to do and help with our peers look like us. You know, 20 30 years from the, down the road, we look back. You know, we can recreate yes. Black Wall Street. We can. Absolutely. It just takes unity, passing information doing the work within your own circle, gaining making that circle bigger, and so on and so on, you know? Y'all really inspiration though, you know? Definitely. <laughs> yes. oh, thank you. Thank, thank you guys.
0: So this would not be
1: the last time you hear from us. Not and thank you for joining us. And we out we of Cali, we
0: gonna be like,
1: hey, cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know for sure. Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and rate this particular podcast on whatever platform you're streaming this. Rate this five stars, write great reviews, anything that you can do to help us. We really, truly appreciate it. All right. So for Black, Married and Debt Free, this is Marcus Murray signing off until next time. All right. I'll let you guys later. Peace.